Hello and welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, the original non-pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture by friends, comedians, and nemeses. Joining me today is my friend, Sam Killy. Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me again. This time, we're watching My Neighbor's Rotor Fro, the story of a mad inventor trying to market his rotating afro to the world. Will he find his niche? Oh, that that one was uh, peculiar, to say the least. I I had alternates, but this was was the best I had. I'm sorry. That was the one. Uh, We're watching My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah, that's right. We're watching My Neighbor Idaho, the story of uh, <laughs> the story of Washington State getting real annoyed at its neighbor that keeps just putting the trash out wrong. Oh my god! <laughs> what a what a great movie that would be. I think I'd watch that. I yeah, think I would. <laughs> we are watching My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, I didn't, I sort of knew the picture of Totoro. I'd seen people dress mm-hmm. up at him uh, as him, it, her. I don't know what a Totoro is. Uh, I'd seen people dress up at cons as this. I'd, um, it is the Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, whatever you pronounce it as, logo mascot thing. So mm-hmm. I have seen it. But otherwise, no, I don't really know anything about it. Um, so Totoro is actually a mispronunciation of the word troll in Japanese. Oh, okay. Um, so in Japanese, it's, to- let me try and get this right, Toru-u. Um, But May, the little girl in the movie, pronounces it Totoro because she is Cause she's a child. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Because a four-year-old uh, is, is going to quite... go, that is the correct way to pronounce it. Yeah. Which is quite adorable. That's so he's great. kind of supposed to be a troll kind of creature okay um but yeah that's what he's based on that's i didn't i didn't know that that was uh i think they mentioned it in the dub that i saw that this is a thing that i should mention before we go in i watched the english dub i think it was the disney one because it sounded like it had dakota fanning playing Mm -hmm. the main character yeah, I watched a dubbed as well, but I also had the subtitles for the Japanese subbed playing. So I got both versions at the same time, which was quite nice. When you told me you did that, I also did the same. So I th- I'm hoping that we have some fun notes about version differences that everyone absolutely cares about, especially my listeners. <laughs> I mean, some of the, because I find the Japanese version is obviously like the way they speak is very direct. Hmm. And I feel like it softened it for the English, so it was quite funny, some of the things that came up in the subtitles. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing your opinion about it, because fade in to a super charming song about a little girl going on an adventure. I love this song. It is just a kid's song, and it's kind of charming. It's very charming. The animation just makes me feel joyful. It has that quality about it, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's very joyful to look at. Then the actual fade in to the Japanese countryside where a small moving van is carrying a whole bunch more stuff than it ought to be carrying, including two young girls in the back who definitely should be wearing seatbelts, but I guess 1958, so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're adorable. This this little drive-along scene is so beautiful to watch. I think. I agree. Uh, They pass by uh, some 
rice patties. I had it noted down as ride patties because my fingers are big <laughs> and made of sausages. And uh, Shinto Shrine before they are greeting before greeting their new neighbors. Oh, bless Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa? that little boy. Um, that is Kanta, the little boy's name. Kanta, yeah. You yeah. said Kwanzaa. Bless. I know I did. I realized the second after I said it. Happy Kwanzaa, everyone. <laughs> Arriving at their new home, the girls love the fact that there's a bridge here, even though there's like a bunch of garbage in yeah. the water below. Yeah. And the house is clearly run down and falling apart, as evidenced by the four-year-old able to like nearly collapse the pergola. That was a bit worrying. I was like, how is May pushing that? Uh-huh. And then both of them die, and that's the end of the movie. Roll credits. Yeah. That's it. That's that's it. So what did you think of the movie? <laughs> I loved it. Short, <laughs> simple. I mean, who doesn't like a short film? The film keeps oh, going. Uh, also, yes. there's a gigantic camphor tree right next door to them. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. As their dad opens up the house, uh, Sasuke... Uh, Satsuki? Satsuki. Satsuki. Satsuki discovers an acorn which has fallen from the ceiling. Just randomly. This part where her dad tells her to take off her shoes before going inside, which Mm -hmm. she doesn't do but walks around on her knees instead. Oh. I've done that. I'm certain I've done that. It's very charming the way she's just walking around on her knees, so well balanced. Mm-hmm. Like, I am to the following point the you... rules. To the Watch point... me follow the rules. Like my feet are on the floor, Dad. They're not on the floor. And to his credit, I'm sure the dad's looking at it, going like, oh, "She's not breaking the rules." Yeah, that dad's got a lot going on. Bless him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, plus, the first thing they do after a long cur- uh, a long car journey is run and jump around outside randomly for a while. Mm-hmm. Because of course they do. They're children. That's what children do. Frankly, it's what adults do. We get out of the car and we go, ah, oh, it's nice to stretch the legs. Except we don't Definitely. actually. Then we just stand there for 30 seconds and then get back in the car. Yeah. We don't probably walk around as much as we should. I feel like the next time I get out of a car, I'm just going to run around and do like the. Uh, just run around randomly like a child. I think it would be fun. When did running around randomly stop being fun? I put it to you. It still is. And let's do it. it, It's true. And I think it's sad that we have lost that as adults. As Satsuki goes to open the back door to the house, they discover a bunch of tiny black scurrying (gasps) things, which rapidly skitter away. I would be horrified, but also very amused by this. Yep, they're understandably a bit freaked out. So they decide to yell super loud into the house to scare off whatever's in there before exploring. Love that. Fun fact, exactly what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going into a house and I think there might be a raccoon or something in there, then I'm going to yell because the raccoon's going to hear a big scary human and go, oh, I, yeah. I should not be here. <laughs> I better get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, their dad walks in, startling them a bit, and he reckons that they saw some soot gremlins. Mm. Now I've seen gremlins And I've seen gremlins too <laughs> I'm hoping these aren't to that I really hope they're not um, I mean at first the dad thinks they could be a type of ghost Which I personally love because 
Like the dad, I wouldn't mind living in a haunted house if they were friendly ghosts. I'm still not sure whether he's humoring his kids and going, ooh, ghosts, ooh, or if he's like, no, yeah, ghosts are totally real. I don't know, because, well, we haven't met her yet, but when we meet the character, I'll say why I don't think he's humoring. At this point, I'm like, I'm not sure. Maybe he's just, like, playing with his kids, which is great. It's lovely. Now the girl's job is to find out how to get upstairs. Where are those stairs? Where I, Someone hid the stairs, is the English translation. In the Japanese, oh, I think yeah. it was just, go find the stairs. I think it was, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, and uh, this little section here where they're running around the house looking for the mm. stairs is maybe one of my most favorite visuals of the film because it is such a beautifully accurate evocation of what children do and how they move and how young children follow and ape their uh, older siblings or just older kids around them it's so sweet especially the bit where may's poking her head through the little hole window oh yeah and satsuki runs past and just knocks her on the head yeah it's pretty good it's oh uh, may running around this is just childhood move Ghibli are so good at movement. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. This was made in 1988. Yeah. They had no computers. They had people with pieces of plastic and paintbrushes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they find the stairs, and it's pitch, bar- uh, pitch dark up there. Maybe it's the soot gremlins. So they yell again up the stairs and bravely enter the darkness. I love the way that the door opens to the stairs. I don't know if you noticed that, but how it's like a hidden door. So the way the handle works, I loved that. It's a linear latch, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was beautiful. But yes, the brave little girls head up those stairs. They do. Satsuki (laughs) manages to open a window just after all of the soot gremlins escape into a crack in in the opposite wall. Also a beautiful um, bit of animation, the way they flurry into it. Mm. She alerts her dad, uh, runs downstairs, and he seems super excited to live in a haunted house. Either that oh, or yeah. he's, uh, he's hauling a heavy thing and the mover in here just like, that's nice, honey. <laughs> I just can haul this big heavy thing and make sure I don't crush my feet. Yeah. It does look like that, doesn't it? Realizing that she's uh, talking to a guy who's a bit preoccupied, she runs downstairs because this is important. And uh, May mm-hmm. stares intently at the crack in the wall and approaches it with the focused determination of a four-year-old looking at something they want to understand. I love the focus that May has in some scenes with her because it's so adorable to look at her little face. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to do this. This is my moment. <laughs> you there. I'm going to stare at you until you give me your secrets. Yeah, it is that. And of course she's four, so what's the first thing you do is stick your finger into the thing that you want to know about. Mm-hmm. And the soot gremlins spew out of this hole. She made them jump. She did make them jump, and they scurry off into the corner, except for one who sort of floats back down, because I guess he couldn't go with the rest of them. And she catches the thing in both hands by clapping together, and then runs downstairs and hurries down the stairs. 
Again, the animation here for going down the stairs is wonderful. The little waddle. That's how four-year-olds move. It's exactly how four-year-olds move. It's so sweet. Everything about May's movement is beautiful. Everything about how everything moves is beautiful. I have so many notes that just say, oh my god, the animation. Yeah. So as she, I love it. So naturally, she catches it and runs down to show Satsuki. And uh, in her closed hands, and, and such as her concentration, that she runs directly into the butt of an old woman. <laughs> oh, granny! Yep. I'm told this is like a, a common prank in Japan where kids will sort of put their hands together like this and shove them up people's butts for funny because it's a funny thing to do. <laughs> I don't know, kids. Kids okay, find a then. lot of stuff funny. Yeah, it's true. So That is true. Of course, Granny, thinking that uh, this little girl is just pulling a prank, is like, oh, that's hilarious. Hello, little girl. And because she's four, she goes, oh, no, I don't know who you are, and runs behind her sister. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's so cute the way she's so, like, startled. Mm-hmm. But the concentration of keeping those hands together to not let what she has caught go mm-hmm. is there. Oh, yeah. This is one focused kid. Yeah. Uh, turns out that Granny knows about the soot sprites. That's what they're called. They're no longer gremlins. They are sprites. Because mm-hmm. she could see them too when she was a little girl. Oh. So I love it when old people have those stories mm-hmm. that like can relate. It's beautiful. Yeah, she she reckons all of the soot sprites are right up there in the attic right now, deciding where to go next, now that the house isn't deserted anymore. Yep. Cut to a cleaning montage, and the little boy from before uh, bringing a welcome gift from the neighbors. Yep. His name is Kanta, and he's concerned that the house is haunted, and is also nervous around Satsuki. And why wouldn't he be? (laughs) He on this film understands how kids think extraordinarily well. Yes. Uh, so cut to lunch when they're eating "quote unquote" cake, by which I assume they mean something closer to mochi, because it doesn't look like they're eating cake to me. It looks like mochi or um, like doriaki, the pancake cake things. Mm, true, could be that. Which I love. What do you mean? Um, they're clearly jelly donuts. Mmm, that's also good. <laughs> you know the reference I'm making, right? I do not. There's a Pokemon episode of an episode of the Pokemon anime where Brock okay. takes out an onigiri and mm-hmm. sort of goes, "Wow, jelly donuts are my favorite." Oh no! Because they didn't think that Western audiences would understand that rice yeah. balls filled with stuff are a thing. Oh, they're so good. They are good. I make them at home. They're wonderful. Mm, I like the seaweed ones. Mmm, sour plum. Ooh. As yeah. Granny leaves, it's sundown, and Satsuki goes outside to get firewood, which flies up into the air due to super strong wind. And she picks up some of what's still on the pile and heads inside. Yeah, it's the the flying of the wood is an interesting thing but i guess it could happen well because wind is a recurring theme in this movie 
I, mm. on a second viewing, I thought, well, maybe that's one of the things that we see later, but also yeah. the kids are established as seeing those things, so maybe it's just wind? Probably is. Could just be wind, and it's crazy strong. Yeah. But some of this is also, like, the impression of a child in strong wind, mm. rather than what the wind is physically actually doing. Yeah, that's true. That's what that's the way I was reading this, I think. Yeah. So the wind is making the whole house shake and uh they're bathing before bed and the sound design in this bit is just so perfect because the wind mm -hmm. is crazy strong and is rattling the inside of the yeah. house and as it dies down the stillness of the moment freaks out Satsuki and Mei who try mm -hmm. to hug their dad for comfort. Yeah. And what does he do? Starts laughing like a maniac. Yeah, just like a maniac. <laughs> it's really creepy when you first watch it, and then you're like, oh, I kind of like this concept. It's a good concept, because, of course, the two little girls are saying, are also laughing, and he goes, laugh. The ghosts can't hurt you if you're laughing. Mm. You go, oh, right. It's wind. That's fine. Yeah. The, um... When they were making this for the US, they wanted to cut the scene of the dad in the bath with the girls. I imagine they would, yeah, because Americans. Um, but, yeah, Ghibli argued and didn't want any cuts made to the film at all. And I'm so happy that they did, because I like this scene. This is a scene of a father bathing his children. Let's be clear. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Do Americans not bathe their children? Is that not a thing they I do? Don't, I don't know. You're it's just leaving really a four-year-old alone in the bath? That's what you're doing? Come on now. <laughs> it's like, Come please don't now. do that. <laughs> At a certain it's age, weird. you stop doing it, maybe. But I guess in Japan, communal Definitely. baths are a much more normal thing. And like at I some age... Are. You would be like, okay, around family totally, but otherwise we'll yeah. have, you know, female baths and male baths. Yeah. I think they would. I think that's the way it works. I've never been mm. to an onsen. I've never been to Japan, actually. It's It's been on my list for a long time, but I've never got to... Same. Never got around to going there. I'd like to. I'd love to go. But as as fellow sound designers, we're agreed that the mm. use of silence is oh. phenomenal. It, it brings you right into the moment of like, okay, what's happening? Mm. Like, you know it's wind in your mind, but it is also creepy for you as well. I think we've all been in that moment of being mm -hmm. somewhere where a force of nature is affecting our surroundings in a way that we can't understand. And definitely we have to deal with it. And you know what? Laughter's a good way to deal with it. Yeah, it's such a nice concept. Yeah, I've... Uh... It's a concept that I've used before, actually. I learned how to do it from a guy who was a Marine, because his point was like, oh. look, I'm either laughing or crying, and I'd prefer to mm. laugh. So yeah. whenever he would hurt himself, like at one point he, he stubbed his toe or something, and he went like, ah, oh God, that hurts. We were looking at him going, "Yeah, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'll laugh it off. It's fine. So That is good. It's very good. I know laugh therapy is a thing, actually. It is a weird thing, because laughing can... It it makes me feel better in the moment, even if there's mm. nothing about the moment that should be funny. Yeah. I think you're on to something. I think the Japanese have a good idea, or at least this one particular dad has a good idea. Definitely. The next morning, the family are doing their laundry together, and after the chores are done, they get on their dad's bicycle together and ride out to see their mother in the hospital. 
I love the scene of the bike when Satsuki is pushing it mm-hmm. and they just sway all over the place, but it's so joyful. <laughs> I got the impression that that was one of those dad things going like, oh, better watch out. Oh, definitely. I love it. He's I love the relationship. Control. He is in complete control yeah. of that vehicle. Yeah. Well, you know, the hospital, it's, uh, it's established as being real far away. It's like a whole mm-hmm. montage away. It is. That's a long distance if you have to montage it. Definitely. And the thing is, they moved to be closer to the hospital. Mm. So I'm like, how far away did they live before? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Once at the hospital, Satsuki tells her mum that she likes the house, but it's haunted. Mm. Turns out that's cool, though. Mum likes ghosts. Yeah, mum's fine with that. This is the this is the equivalent of like your daughter coming home and saying, "So there's this boy at school," and she goes, "Ooh, when do I get to meet him?" Yeah, it's that. It's like when do I get when do ghosts. I get to meet the ghosts? Yeah, exactly. Uh, see, right here, I started getting very concerned for their mother's well being because Western movies have trained me to expect that any time someone is presented as super nice to the main character, that they are going to die by Act Two. Oh. Yeah, you're right. So I was like, oh no, don't kill their mother, please. I, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, I'm going to cry at this movie one way or another. She's even doing and... her daughter's hair and her daughter says, I want my hair to look just like yours. Yeah. Every cue is telling me that this woman is doomed. Definitely. It's it's a... Again, every scene in this movie is stunning, every single one. And the one where she is brushing her daughter's hair and May wants to go, it's such like a natural thing. Mm. It's beautiful to watch. It is, I agree. Very beautiful scene. And the dad and the two girls, they cycle home. It looks like their Mm -hmm. mom is going to be okay for now. Yeah. (laughs) cut to the next morning as the kids wake up their dad and uh satsuki makes everybody their packed lunches as well as breakfast i just love the fact that the bento boxes Mm -hmm. she makes them so beautifully and i know that is how bento looks it can be yeah there's the animated food oh yeah so good (laughs) there is a whole thing about making really cute bentos and making the hot dogs mm-hmm. look like octopuses and putting oh, like little it. faces on stuff with tweezers and things to whatever yeah but i understand that a number of preschools in japan have banned this because like the oh. parents were getting too competitive oh my god wow so it's like just just pack rice guys it's fine yeah i'm quite happy with a simple bento box whenever i get one yeah, they're super tasty. It's a good way to pack mm. a lunch. It's so good. I just love that she just grabs this big old knife and starts chopping stuff, and her dad's like, that's cool. Yeah. What are you, like, this six? That's le- fine. Um, well, I just found out, because I've got the actual novel here. Oh, yeah. Um, Satsuki is supposed to be 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, 11. So there's quite an age gap. There is quite an age gap. I guess that's uh, mm. six years, eh? Yeah, seven years. Seven years, yeah, excuse me, right? Mm. Uh, So she needs to eat super fast and get to school with her friend who meets her outside. Mm -hmm. First of all, she would make one heck of a line cook. Do you see the speed with which she puts together this meal? 
She was really fast. And not only was she making the lunches, she was making the breakfast as well. Uh Uh-huh. I would hire her. I would hire her for any kitchen. (laughs) I'd be like, I just want you to be my line cook all the time. I'm not sure how much of this is portraying her as uh, old for her age, maybe. And how much of it is just, this was 1958, girls were totally able to cook and clean by this age. And we're proficient with uh, kitchen knives. Same, because I'm like, oh, she's clearly learned this from watching her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I thought she was like 15 or something. Which would have been an even bigger age gap. But I don't think I thought she 11. was 15 just based Maybe on how 13. she moved. <clears throat> I thought she was like eight. I thought she was like eight and then it turned. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought she was just like uh, a little kid who, because she got the kid body. I didn't think she was anywhere mm, close to teenagers. True. Yeah. But, you know, I figured I like eight or like nine, 12, nine or 12, 13. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I guess my impression was this is clearly a little kid and mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't have thought of her as a preteen necessarily. She's like a pre-preteen. So like yeah. nine or 10 would have made sense to me. But I guess you're saying 11, so that's in the ballpark, what I thought. I think she is mature because she has taken on a lot of her mother's responsibilities in a way. Mm. Or felt that she must Yeah. And they're portraying that, which is quite different to see. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the, the kitchen skills are something to behold. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So she runs off to school with her friend and uh, dad starts to settle into his desk work and uh, yeah. May also gets down to her work. <laughs> See, she's got some errands to run. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Errand it's one. Like, where are you off to? Yeah, I'm running some errands. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Four year old. You go away now. I got stuff to do. It's, yeah. It's literally like, okay, May. <laughs> yeah. Errand one. Start a flower shop. Oh, it's so cute. Yep. Yeah, she just brings her dad some flowers and puts them on the desk and says, you you be the flower shop, and then does not come back. Yeah, I was like, okay, where's that playtime going? I guess she wanted to start a flower shop and she'll inspect her, uh, she'll inspect her employees later. Yeah, definitely. Uh, errands two, find and mess with tadpoles. Oh, the poor little tadpoles. Yeah, they're fine. Uh, yeah, I used to love watching tadpoles. I still love watching tadpoles. They're fascinating little mm. things. We used to get them in like, I remember in primary school, in like year two, we would have tadpoles and have to do the like life cycle of a frog. Oh, cool. So you actually it like raised frogs from tadpole. Yeah. That's so cool. I never did that. It was really fun. Uh, it was great. Errand three, inspect this bucket. Oh, I love this. The bucket has failed inspection. My favorite thing, though, is if, in, is the translation. Oh, yeah? So she's like, what a funny bucket in English. Mm-hmm. And then you read the subs and it says no bottom. <laughs> she just looks at it and goes, like, no, that's not right. Yeah, just no bottom. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, very direct. Uh, Aaron Four, investigate this mysterious trail of acorns. Oh, yeah, where they're going. Uh, well, that leads to Aaron 5. Chase mysterious, semi-transparent, bunny-like animal. Yeah, it is bunny-like. It is a bit. It's the ears that maybe do it for mm, me. Yeah, definitely. 
as the bunny thing escapes into the forest, uh, occasionally just disappearing, like becoming mm-hmm. invisible, disappearing, uh, May follows the, the, I guess there's two of them now. One of them's holding a sack mm-hmm. of acorns. Uh, May follows them all the way to the camphor tree, which has a, uh, <clears throat> I, I looked up what this is called. It's uh, Shimanoa and... Okay. Yeah, Shimenawa is the rope around the tree, and the shide, oh. shide is the paper things that are uh, hung okay. off of that. Uh, this marks out an area, for example, a tree as a uh, yorishiro, mm-hmm. which is a place where a kami can live, and a kami is like a nature spirit. Ah. I've th- I think I've seen this word mistakenly translated as god in English, but mm. it's not really... My understanding is it's not really a god, it's just, like, a spirit of um, yeah. something, and you're, like, inviting the good spirits to live in this cool thing. I'm just going <clears> to <throat> backtrack a little bit. Oh, yeah, when excuse me, did I miss something? There's a, there's a, this beautiful moment where they run under the house. Oh, that is right, yeah. And May, May is sitting there, staring at this grate, watching them. Uh-huh. And this butterfly goes right in front of her and nothing can break her concentration. Yep. And and they're creeping away. But one part I loved is um, I'm a big fan of like Japanese drinks and sweets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's rubbish under the house. And there is an empty bottle of Ramune, which is one of my favorite drinks and is quite big in Japan culture. Oh, neat. And I loved that touch of detail that, like, if you didn't know it was a Rumoon bottle, you wouldn't notice it. I didn't notice. I just saw it's like, oh, there's a bit of garbage down there. Yeah, but I just spotted that when I watched it yesterday, and I was like, that is a lovely touch of Japan culture right there. Nice. Um, And the face of concentration on her is just hilarious to me. It is really good. She just squats down yeah. there and stares at it as if also to say, you will give me your secrets. It's like, you will come out. <laughs> And the way they creep past her and look at her like, okay, I think we're good, bro. Let's it's run. a little bit Scooby-Doo, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> yeah, it is. So as she chases the rabbit-like things, uh, Alice, I mean May, falls down the <laughs> rabbit hole in the tree and finds herself inside the tree next to a giant furry thing, which she decides is a friend. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be a bit weirded out at first, but then I think I'd want to be friends with it. Th- this is 100% an Alice in Wonderland, right? Well, um, people have asked the creator if there's any Alice in Wonderland inspiration, and he said no. Oh, fair enough, yeah. Um, There is obviously the character coming way later, the cat boss. That, listen, if there was no inspiration, then I am surprised. I can tell you what the inspiration is for it when we get to him, if you would like. I would like that, so let's uh, continue. (laughs) So the big furry thing is Totoro. Naturally, May decides to bravely wake it up because it might be friendly. Yeah. So the first thing it does is roars ferociously at her, and her reaction is to roar ferociously back. He seems charmed by that. He does. There's this shot from inside this monster's mouth Mm -hmm. looking at May, and I was like, well, she's Mm -hmm. just going to get eaten now. That's sometimes what I think. It's like, it looks like he's about to eat her. (laughs) A couple of times. There's another shot where sort of she starts going toward his mouth just by the fact of how this thing is moving. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is a big, dangerous, 
inscrutable thing and we should be yep. afraid but she's not for some reason yeah don't you love that though like we would be maybe afraid but this kid this kid's like it's big and furry what could go wrong yeah exactly yeah so instead of having a snack they have a nap i want a nap on him I, I, he looks so comfy to hug. I'm not going to disagree. No. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. I don't think anyone can how could with I? that fact. Yeah, how could I? It legitimately looks comfy. Uh, cut to yeah. Satsuki returning home from school. Turns out that uh, dad lost track of time while he was working and he's not sure where May is. Now, I don't know if this is like good parenting or bad parenting. This is 1950. But like... It's like, yeah, and I can understand this man is stressed, probably. Or he's just like, she's four, we live in the countryside, it's perfectly safe out here, I'm sure she's fine. Yeah, I'm sure she's just in the garden somewhere. Yeah, she's just running around, she's four, how much trouble could she get into? It's not like she could run into some sort of spirit beast. (laughs) I mean, that would be ridiculous. Oh, bless her. So they do uh, look for her for a while, concerned about where she is, and they find her asleep in the forest. Standard. Yep. Don't you just ever nap on the forest floor? Maybe after a picnic. Uh-huh. But not not randomly, no. <laughs> you never just I'd love uh, to. walking through the forest and you go, I'm feeling sleepy. I'm just going to re- rest on this pile of rocks here. I mean... I wouldn't do it in England. Mm. Yeah, there's probably some broken glass everywhere because that's mostly what the countryside is made of. Yeah. She's excited, however, to introduce her family to her new friend. But running down the tunnel only leads her back to the house again. Oh, it's so sweet. She runs down it and it gets back to the same spot and then she runs out Mm -hmm. and pops out of that bush. It's kind of wonderful. And it's so funny because she's like, The look of confusion on her face is, I'm sure the last time. Hang on. Yeah. Did I do something different? Better try that again. So she does it again and she pops out another place and goes, well, now that's just not right. Yeah. And as the other two laugh at her, she claims she's not lying. And her dad says, hey, listen, I believe you. Totally believe you. And that's what you've got to do because it's the worst feeling to feel like someone doesn't believe you when you're telling the truth. Uh I told you about an experience that I've had and your first response cannot be, well, that's not an experience. Yeah. You never did that. Even if the kid's playing pretend, play along. What's the worst that happens? Yeah, definitely. Turns out that you can only go to see Totoro uh, if you're invited in. Mm-hmm. So the dad takes them to the shrine at the camphor tree, uh, which is where Totoro lives. And uh, they have a little thing about, well, yeah, of course there's spirits. What, what else would there be? Let's thank the spirits for taking care of May for us. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I do, too. Completely agreed. Uh, the next day, May is uh, staying at Granny's house while Satsuki goes to school. Yeah. She's in the same class as Kanta, who has mm-hmm. just all of the little boy feelings. Bless him. 
He's staring oh. at this girl going like, I don't understand what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. And the teacher so comes confused. by and taps him on the head gently with a book, and smiles at him and goes, back to work, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the teacher knows. The teacher knows what's up. Teachers always know yeah. what's up. If you ever think your they teacher do. might not know what's up, chances are your teacher knows what's up. They do. They really do. Even if they claim not to, frequently they will still understand what's up. Yeah. But later in the day, Granny and May show up to the school. And May is inconsolable and wants to be with Satsuki, so the teacher lets May sit in the class to draw some drawings. It's so sweet. It is pretty good. So she's drawing drawings of Totoro, and the rest of the class are quite interested in her drawings. And with no mm-hmm. social grace at all, she goes, I'm drawing Totoro! Yeah. Poor Satsuki is just so embarrassed. Who wouldn't be? True, but for no real reason. Everyone's super hyped to have May there. Yeah, everyone loves May. Yeah. But maybe that's why she's embarrassed. Maybe that's true. Because she's quite popular with the class, and as they leave to go home, it starts to rain heavily as the rest of the class says, Hope to see you soon, May. Yeah. May falls over in a mud puddle, and they and they have to run under a little roof where there's a where there's a Shinto guardian spirit shrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in English, I think they just say, excuse me, sir, we ple- may- We need to share your roof, please. Yeah, they do. And in Japanese, I think it's closer to, excuse me, guardian spirit, we would, you know, may we please sit here for a bit. Yeah, something like that. Uh, is... cont- Sorry, go ahead. I just really love the rain. It is so good. The sound. Oof. It's, Yeah. It's lovely to listen to. Everything about this feels like rain. Mm-hmm. Too often in animation, I see people drawing rain that doesn't look or feel like rain because yeah. they're concerned that it will cover up their character design. Yeah. But this is a far shot, so who cares? The point is, it should feel like rain. Mm, but more definitely. than that, it should feel like how rain feels like if you're eight. Yeah. Rain sort of feels overwhelming anyway. This kind of super heavy downpour, it feels overwhelming anyway. But when you're eight, it Mm. is extra because everything is extra. Yeah. Everything's bigger to you. Uh, Yeah, quite literally also because you are in fact smaller. (laughs) Usually at least. Yes. Kanta shows up and uh, passes by them briefly before going back and then just handing Satsuki his umbrella and saying, mm! The grunting. Mm! We haven't had a line from this character apart from grunts. No, that's a line. He said, mm! twice. <laughs> True. And then um, uh, when Satsuki doesn't quite understand what he's doing, he drops the umbrella and runs off. Yeah. Because, again, this boy has all of the little boy feelings. Well, of course. Home and dry now, they decide to bring their dad's umbrella to him at the bus stop, and on their way, they return Kanto's umbrella to him. I like that. I like the mum. She's so good. She's really lovely character. Because her first response is... You left your umbrella at school, you dumb. 
Why? Yeah. That's so dumb. You you came home in the rain when you didn't have to, you idiot. And then it turns out he lent it to a friend instead and didn't want to take credit for it because he's embarrassed. Yeah. And she went, oh, so he has a crush now. I understand. Yeah. She totally gets her son's feelings more than he does. Because again, he is like, what, 11? Yeah, same age, probably. Cut to the bus stop where their dad isn't aboard. No. Really, um, again, just really beautiful scenery, even at mm. the bus stop. Yep. So after that first bus goes past, they got to spend, they got to pass some time. May passes the time by, I wrote the word splashing, but it has a Z in it. So I'm going to say that she spends the time by splashing in puddles <laughs> and exploring the nearby shrine. And then she starts getting a little bit sleepy. That's true. Meanwhile, Satsuki is uh, passing the time by playing Cat's Cradle. Did you ever play Cat's Cradle? Yes, I did with my sister. Hmm. It's a good game. It is. It's very simple. You have to get the right string for it, though. That's true. Yeah. But also, it's exactly the sort of thing that you can keep in a pocket super easily. Oh, definitely. And just like, well, I got 10 minutes to kill. May as well do you know do some dexterity stuff it's hard to play on your own it is that's true but well, that was um, always the way i played it yeah i always played it with my sister which is interesting because you can do a lot more patterns that way that's true mm. may as you say gets super sleepy and uh sort of gets on satsuki's back underneath the umbrella together and then someone shows up <laughs> Totoro! Totoro shows up and he waits at the bus stop next to them. Oh, it's so sweet. The leaf on his head as an umbrella. Keep in mind, I was still thinking this thing nearly ate May and then yeah. he sort of decided not to. So it's still like a threatening presence to me. Oh, really? A little bit. He's I still never... like threatening presence to me a little bit i'm like i never I don't... felt threatened by him maybe cautious but never threatened i guess that's maybe closer to what i mean cautious mm. i didn't feel like this is a legitimately dangerous thing like a bear i thought this thing is inscrutable and i don't understand whether i ought to trust it yeah so threatening in that sense in the sense of uh i don't know man yeah a, f a visibly freaked out Satsuki nonetheless peeks up at him a few times and then asks out loud, uh, asks out loud if that is Totoro, mm -hmm. and then offers him their dad's umbrella. I love this scene with him looking so perplexed at this foreign object. Sort of like picks and it up and goes, uh, this is cool, what's this? And he gives me cat-like vibes. Like I see what you're saying. The big eyes, the curiosity, the I have no idea what's happening right now. It's raining. Yeah. Yep. The umbrella is a vast improvement over his big leaf solution. Especially Definitely. since the larger drops from the tree above make a cool sound on the umbrella that makes him smile? Question mark? He's definitely smiling. I think it's bringing him joy. I get that, but understand that his smile is, like, vertically symmetrical. 
So I couldn't quite understand. It's like trying to figure out what a cat is feeling because they just don't have the muscles in their face to tell you like a dog does. So you're looking at the cat going, you're either super happy or about to claw my eyes out. And I cannot tell which. His smile is um, questionable. I'll tell that much, but I still love it. It's great. Yeah. Because again, it makes me feel like I don't know what this thing is about to do. Mm. And as it turns out, it's just super hype about this sound that it heard. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And it gets the, um, I don't know the word in English, frisson. Uh, goosebumps, maybe? Yeah, go- I would say goosebumps. Yeah, so it gets like yeah. the goosebumps all over its uh, fur as the water hits it. As the water hits the umbrella, I mean. Mm-hmm. And everything, and it jumps up and down, going. Well, if one drop is super fun, how about all of them? Let's just bring all of the water from the trees <laughs> right now. Oh my god! It's pretty good. It, Here it's comes the bus. Fortunately, so, so good. Uh, probably their dad's on that, right? Mm-hmm. Why right? are the lights moving? Why is it bounding down the road? That's not bounding is not a thing buses do normally. No. Cat bus. Cat bus. It is a ten-legged cat bus. Mm Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, and Totoro gets on the ten-legged cat bus after it opens its body. It the way it opens is questionable. It's, I mean, how else is it going to, to some extent, but it sort of makes me uncomfortable. It's all very uncanny. It is, isn't it? I you, My favorite detail on this weird, creepy bus is the rat lights. The rat lights are good. The tail lights are literally just rats with glowing eyes. Yeah. The eyes are something. Not clear whether the rats are, like, alive or mm. part of the cat. Or just agreeing to hang out there to help him out? It's not clear at all, is it? <laughs> is there a whole lot of, like, commie traffic that they have to deal with that they need the taillights for? I don't know. Maybe there's other cat buses out there. Maybe they have cat bus traffic. Maybe. Um, I can tell you the inspiration for said cat bus. I think I know the inspiration. Oh, you do? What, what do you well, think Well, I would have thought Cheshire Cat. No. What? So, um, he has actually disputed those claims. It looks a that, lot like Cheshire mm-hmm, Cat. Saying that he loves the Cheshire Cat, but it was based on a Japanese folklore of a shape-shifting cat called Bacono. Um, wait, Bacaneko, I think is the uh, pronunciation. Bacaneko? Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. Um, and he just needed to create a monster bus, and that's what happened. I guess if you're trying to make a monster cat bus, then you mm-hmm. end up in Cheshire Cat territory at a certain point. You do, definitely. So he said, yes, he loves the Cheshire Cat, great character, but no, the cat bus is an original thing. Neat. Which I love. Have I mentioned how wonderfully this film uses silence? Mm, because yeah. right after the bus leaves well uh, first Totoro hands them a little gift as like a thank you for giving him the umbrella yeah 
And then it's completely silent. And the rain, though it's still of a similar intensity to before, mm-hmm. is just a lot quieter. It's just everything's calmed. And there's a toad on the road that's just sort of hanging out. Yeah. And they don't do that unless things are actually calm. Mm. The details. Masterful. Just I masterful. did love when um, after the cat bus leaves and the girls are like st- stood there a bit shocked. In the subtitles, it just goes, he took dad's umbrella. <laughs> I was just Whereas like, in English, they go, well, I guess that's gone. Yeah. But <laughs> just like the directness of, he took the umbrella. It's like you gave it to him. Yeah. What what did you expect was going to happen? It's like, I don't think this creature troll understands um, loaning something to someone. Yeah, but he does understand reciprocity because he goes like, this is a nice gift. Thank you. Here's one in return and gives them some, uh, in English, acorns. But in mm-hmm. the sub, it said magic seeds and fruit, magic seeds and beans, something like that. Oh, I prefer the sub. Yeah, it's like, here's some magic seeds and uh, something. Yeah. They go, oh, sweet, magic seeds. Mm. Not sure why you would have to change that in English. No, because it's like, we all understand Jack and the Beanstalk. Just then, their dad arrives, and they excitedly tell him about their encounter with Totoro. Mm-hmm. He is a little confused, but sort of goes along with it and goes, all right. Yeah. Because he is good dad. He's a very good dad. Katsu Satsuke's uh, letter to her mum explaining that the gift was either magic nuts and seeds, nuts and seeds, that's what it was, or mm-hmm. a bunch of acorns, depending on the translation. Waiting for the acorns to grow is making May crabby. Here is oh. a picture of May as a crab. This little drawing makes me so happy. I'm convinced that some of the animators just had their kids draw drawings in yeah. the living room or something, or in, in the office, and just used those. It's like, can you guys draw this character as a crab? And they were like, yeah, sure. There's there's a particular quality to child drawings mm. that is just so charming, and I've, I don't know whether adults are even capable of reproducing it properly. I don't think so. It would be too difficult. Maybe they can. I I it's such a particular thing to little kids though. Yeah. Anyway, cut to the evening as their dad sets up a mosquito net and turns out the lights. I do love that was another scene they wanted to cut for the US audiences was the um him like Bouncing the girls up and down on the mosquito net. Why would they want to cut that? I do not know. Apparently, like, maybe it was another thing US audiences wouldn't understand. But I was like, I understood it. (laughs) I do Americans not understand what a mosquito net is. I hope they do. All right. I, I think that that's a reasonable thing to expect Americans to understand. Yeah, just another thing, the US were like, oh, we should cut this, and Ghibli were like, no. Jelly donuts. (laughs) It was another jelly donut, yeah. Yeah. Uh, While the dad works late into the night, the girls wake up 
at some point and see Totoro out in the moonlight dancing around the acorn patch. So beautiful, this scene. Yeah, because uh, Mei and Satsuki go out to join them as Totoro, with great effort, causes acorns to sprout into a massive tree. This tree, the way it forms, the way it was animated, is amazing. 1988. Every mm. frame of this was hand-drawn. A human person alone. draw every every frame of this. Yeah. This was animated on the ones. It's amazing. Oof. The amount of work just for this scene, man. I th- This stuff is why Ghibli gets such good reviews, because they refuse yeah. to cut corners where it matters. Yeah. Frankly, I, I, can, I don't think I've ever found a corner they've cut. No. I don't think they know how to cut corners. I don't think they do. I mean, I think he, they look at corners and go, that's fine. Keep it. He is considered the uh, Walt Disney of Japan. So. Uh, sure. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. So this tree looks a lot like the camphor tree nearby, mm-hmm. which is why I think the translation to acorn is weird. Cause do camphor trees drop acorns? I thought that was oak trees that do that. Oak I know nothing trees... about camphor. Oak trees definitely drop acorns, but yeah, I don't know about camphor trees. It it thematically looks a lot like the big old tree nearby. Yeah, anyway. definitely. This uh, quickly grows to overshadow their house. Oops, sorry. What is I it, love... Is it weird that I was watching this going, oh no, the foundations. I was watching going, how is the dad not noticing this happening? Also that, especially as there's a He's shot just... of him sort of turning to look outside and then going, yep, everything looks normal here. Well, the thing is, he can't really see the tree from where he's sitting. So I guess I not, think eh? One of the reasons he looks outside is it suddenly got a lot darker to him. So he was like, wait, is it that time already? Like, have yeah, I been working that. that long again? He does seem to get very into his work. So I'm yes. glad they established that earlier, because otherwise this scene would make a lot less sense. He is an archaeologist, which is cool. That's true. Yeah. Then, but... naturally, the two girls grab onto Totoro as he gets atop his magic spinning top and flies about, roaring loudly, before going to the top of the tree where they spend the night playing music together. I love the music in this scene. I love the childlikeness of Totoro playing perfectly. Mm-hmm. Satsuki Satsu getting it almost right and May just like cannot do anything. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's so good. The next morning, the tree is just not there, but the acorns mm-hmm. have sprouted. Yay! The girls declare this a victory. I would declare it a victory. Well, I mean, last night you had a whole tree and now you just got a couple of little sprouts. It is weird that the tree is gone. This, Um, to me, felt like dream sequence. mm. But also, we've established that spirits are real and they act on the world, so maybe it was spirits? 100% spirits. But also a dream, maybe, because the tree isn't actually there. And when they act on stuff, normally it does stuff. Or maybe well, it's little kids going like, I understand what this is going to turn into later, so I'm imagining it that way. That could be it. Later, uh, the next day, the mailman tries to deliver a telegram, but no one's home. Nope. 
the girls doors are, are wide open though doors are what i guess you, 1958 middle of the countryside what are they yeah, got to steal true. a couple of books Troy. someone gonna walk in and steal the bath <laughs> god i hope not uh the girls are out picking vegetables with granny i love it quite sweetly may wants mm. to give her mum the corn that she picked because surely granny's vegetables can make anybody better i mean why not vitamins i guess but like a couple of times here granny says things like no of course if you feed her enough vegetables then she'll live I think she's trying to comfort them. I think she's trying to comfort them. And occasionally, though, she just sort of steps slightly over that line where I'm like, yeah, don't don't tell the children that the corn is going to cure cancer. If that's what we're talking about, please. Yeah. We never really know what the mum has. I don't think it's important to the plot. No. Some sort of chronic illness. Probably. That's all we need to know. Some sort of chronic illness. She has to spend a lot of time in the hospital. Yeah. Because frankly, to a kid, it would not matter what it is that keeps their mother away in hospital. It's just something. And that's the important part, the part that they don't get to be with their mother. Yeah, very true. A lot of this I've had to sort of reestablish my perspective as this is from the kid's perspective. Mm -hmm. So the kid imagines something, then that imagining is real for as long as it lasts because it's real to the kid. That's Uh, true. Kanta brings the telegram to them in the field as from the hospital. Oh, no. It's not a nice uh, thing for her to have to open. Nope. Come to the hospital quick. It's an emergency. So he runs Satsuki back to his house where there's a phone. Or his uncle's house, maybe, where there's a phone. Yeah, uncle's house. And uh, May tries to follow along, but she can't run as fast because she's just got the tiny legs. Yeah. She does run as fast as she can, but she gets a bit lost trying to find them. Mm. Satsuki reaches her father at the university, then waits by the phone, visibly worried, as we cut back to May still running with her corn. Oh, she's so sweet. She confronts a goat who wants the corn. This goat, I would say, is one of the... It's has a, a very um, intense face. It is a terrifying image. And again, from a little kid's perspective, that goat's mm-hmm. face is right at the level of your eyes. Yeah. The reason you and I are not intimidated by a goat is we're looking down on the thing. I love goats. So goats are great. I But they do have forever. that face. Oh, yeah, their eyes are a bit, um... Sideways? Intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> their, eye, their eyes are sideways, and they do not straighten. No, they're just there all the time. Yeah. That would definitely scare me, I think. There's a great little difference in the translation here, as uh, Satsuki is waiting at the phone in Kanta's mm. place. Uh, Kanta's grandmother, I guess, is there. And in English, she says, What a polite young girl. But in Japanese, yeah. she says, isn't she cute, Kanta? Yeah, I noticed that one. I was like, oh, poor Kanta. He just, he doesn't know what he's feeling. He has so many of the little boy feelings. Oh. I remember those feelings. I still have two of them. <laughs> I keep them in this box here. <laughs> oh, God. 
Oh. But um, I do find it beautiful how he starts to open up more from this point onwards. That is true. Yeah. May finally finds Satsuki and Kanta as they've just exited the house and are starting mm-hmm. to walk back. Turns out that their mum is unwell and won't, in fact, be able to come back for the weekend as planned. And to this, May shouts, no. She's four. What do you want? She's super angry and doesn't understand how to deal with her feelings. No, she doesn't. And they do it so, they show, they um, represent that really well. I find a lot of the time what annoys me about quote-unquote child actor problems in Western films is Mm -hmm. that the child actor is either far too old themselves to play the part or the part that has been written for them has been written by somebody who is 28 and does not remember being four. Mm -hmm. This feels a lot better. Definitely. This feels like a four-year-old having a tantrum, but not because they're being stubborn it feels like they're having a tantrum because they have no idea how to deal with these feelings that they're feeling because this is maybe the first time they've ever felt it yeah it feels real i mean ghibli just know how to write children and obviously so many of their movies are so around children's stories and that's probably one of the reasons why so many people love them it's at this point that we're going to end part one of the episode. Thank you for joining us on this uh, special. Thank you for joining us on One for Paul. And be sure to join us next week for part two, where we continue discussing My Neighbor Totoro. And uh, there's no end. Why did I say end? (laughs) I didn't have an outro. No outro planned. That was sort of it, and then I kept rambling. I'm going to do it again. Keep rambling. (laughs) And I think that's a good place to end this part one of My Neighbor Totoro. Join us next week when we'll be doing part two. If you'd like to give the... That's very staid. I can do that better. Sorry, I wasn't sure where to put it. No, just keep going. I interrupted the flow. No, I think this is a good point because it's just before May goes missing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. Just try again. And right there, I think it's a good time to split the episode. That's the end of part one. Join us next week for part two of My, Ma- of my Neighbor Totoro. In the meantime, if you'd like to say hi on Twitter, you can do that at one for Paul, or if you'd like to help out the show and help support us and make more shows with us, you can do that on Patreon, the crowdfunding site. You can do that at patreon.com slash one for Paul, or just search one for Paul Patreon and you'll probably find us. Or if you'd like to help out and you can't do it that way, then just tell people about us. That would be really nice of you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Oh, also, Sam, do you have anything to pitch? Um, I have my Etsy shop, Killy Crafts. That's right. You have um, this awesome Etsy shop, Killy Crafts. Um, and that is crafts spelt with a K. Um, and I also have an Instagram account for it. So if you just search Killy Crafts on Instagram, you can order 
um, custom designs by messaging me on there. I'm planning lots of Animal Crossing stuff soon. So if you are an Animal Crossing fan, feel free, hit me up. Um, And there's a link to my Etsy shop on there as well. I am and I might. Sounds great. Well, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Oh, no, I don't know who you are. Cat boss.